Welcome to the OT Helpline. This is your host, Alex. And for today's episode, we're going to be discussing about what to do if you found out that you failed the exam. Now, if this is your first time listening to my podcast, know that this is not the only thing that I do. I'm, I don't just do a podcast to provide emotional support for students. I also provide tutoring services. Um, so if you or someone else that you know of would benefit from tutoring, you can visit my website at www.alexotexamtutor.com or you can visit my Facebook group um, at, and it's called Alex OT Exam Tutor for more information. Um, so if you need if you need some tutoring, I'm there to help. But if you're more of the person that just needs more emotional support, this is the podcast for you and this is hopefully going to help you guys out. So going back to the episode of what to do when you find that you failed the exam, I'm gonna be providing suggestions to you guys because oftentimes I get asked, well, I don't know what to do now that I failed the exam. There's, there's, I really don't know what to do. What should I do? The first thing that you wanna keep in mind is you wanna give yourself a break, okay? Now, a lot of people, especially very, very studious, you may not want to do that, but I would highly encourage it. Give yourself a break. I mean, for crying out loud, you just found out that you failed the exam and you're probably going to be most likely feeling very upset. You might you might want to cry. You might want to you know, get very upset and angry by your whole situation. So you're going to have a mix of emotions. So you, your mentality and your concentration level to focus on studying is not going to be there 100%. You're not going to be fully concentrated on the studying material. So you want to make sure you give yourself a break. Now, how long of your break will depend on you. Everyone's different. Some people, they just need one week. Some people may need a couple days. But you'll know. You'll know when you feel like, okay, this is enough time for me. I need to start studying. You'll know. So give yourself a break, whether it means you going on a trip. Maybe it means spending time with family or friends. Whatever it is to distract you, just give yourself a break. I mean, you studied for like almost... Usually, most people study for about two months. Some people study within a month. But give yourself a break. I mean, you were studying almost every day for the exam. The least you can do is, you know, give yourself a break so you don't really have to worry so much about it. Um, So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing I would make sure that you would do is you want to identify your strengths and your weaknesses. So what did you feel like you did well in preparation for the exam, right? Was it maybe that your time management was really good? You know, that could be your strength. Maybe when you took the exam, you finished the exam on time. But you also want to identify your weaknesses. So what exactly were you struggling with during the exam? So for example, um, maybe your weakness was you were making a lot of assumptions, right? Maybe what the information they provided you in the question you were overthinking it and you were making assumptions. You were adding stuff to the question that was not really there. And that could be your weakness. Another weakness could be that maybe um, you didn't really know too much about that material, right? Maybe they were testing you on a topic that you didn't spend too much time studying on. So those are things you might want to keep in mind about. What were your strengths? What were your weaknesses? What did you feel like you were having a hard time with? And write those things down. Third thing I want you to do is, as far as content goes, I would highly encourage you guys to, if you were 
if you were tested on a specific topic on the board exam and you saw a question on the board exam where you're like, man, I didn't really spend too much time on this topic, I would write it down. In other words, prioritize the topics that you're struggling with. The most common mistake that most students make is they study everything all over again, expecting a different result. When in reality, you want to prioritize the topics that you're still struggling with. So if you feel like splints is something that you're struggling with, prioritize that. If you feel like pediatrics is something you're pri- that you're lacking knowledge in, prioritize that, right? And if you don't know what topics, like if you're like, man, Alex, I really don't know. It could be everything that I need help with. Not necessarily. I mean, if you really think about it, there are questions that if you were to get a question and you feel like unease by it, like you feel uneasy about that question or you feel uncomfortable answering that question, like if, like for example, when I give a question to a student and and, and they start complaining like, oh, Alex, really, you have to give me a splint question? That kind of tells you <laughs> you might want to spend time on that topic because you feel probably uncomfortable answering it because maybe you're not giving too much time on it or it's a complicated complicated subject um, that you know it kind of frustrates you or maybe that's a topic you usually get questions wrong in. That's something you want to prioritize in. So make a list of those topics that you're struggling with and prioritize that. The second thing, the other thing that I want to talk about is when you are studying material, a lot of people tend to use like the AOTA PDFs, the therapy ad um, for information, and those are all valid, good resources. But you want to make sure that you do not overly do it. By that I mean, try not to basically overwhelm yourself with a lot of information. Like in other words, don't be like, okay, I have to study all of the AOTA PDFs and now I have to study everything I need to know for this topic on therapy A and then I need to study everything on this other resource. Don't do that. Simplify, 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 simplify. In other words, pick a resource that you trust that has good in-depth knowledge about that content and then if you need further information, use your other resources. So for example, in the AOTA PDF, if they're talking about autism and they're giving you all this other information, focus, try to focus and prioritize the interventions, the precautions, the contraindications. Those are things that you wanna keep in mind when you're working with a patient with autism. You wanna get an idea of what interventions to focus on. So normally people with autism tend to have a hard time with social skills. So what kind of interventions would you work on um, to improve a patient's social skills? Those are things you wanna look for. Those are things you wanna look for. Is it social stories? Is it social scripts? Is it comic strips? What exactly is gonna help a patient improve their social skills? Those are things you wanna keep in mind. And when should you use a social story versus a social script, for example? So you need that information, and if you can't find it on the AOTA PDF, then use your school textbooks. Your school textbooks is the key, right? The OT board exam gets their information from school textbooks. Whatever the textbooks say, that's what you need to go by. So make sure you utilize your school textbooks. Um, You don't have to read the entire chapter. You don't have to read the whole entire book. You just have to have at least a general idea of interventions, contraindications, or precautions for a specific diagnosis or condition. So those are things to keep in mind about. Simplify, straight to the point. Don't go around in circles. Just focus on the key important things. The other thing I want you guys to keep in mind is if you're struggling with breaking down a question, 
because oftentimes I get this question asked to me is, how do I break down a question? Always remember, don't assume, um, like don't add stuff to the question. Utilize the information that they're providing you in the question. So if they're giving you a question about, hey, a patient has Parkinson's disease and their primary complaint is tremors and fatigue, don't add more stuff to the question. If, they, if they're already telling you what the issues are, those are the issues that you want to address. So the tremors and fatigue, don't be adding anything about balance, for example, if they didn't mention that to you. Focus on the key problem and what the question's asking. Remember that. Now, when you're choosing answer choices, keep in mind, if they give you an answer choice that has nothing to do with what the problem is in the question, it's probably wrong. So you might want to eliminate those answer choices. So those are things to keep in mind about when you are breaking down questions. Plus, when you're answering a question, are you answering it based off a of fieldwork experience? Because if you are, you don't want to do that. Because again, they go based off the book, not based off what you do in real life. And what you do in real life may be correct, may be great. But it's all about the book. Whatever the book says goes. So you want to go based off that. The other thing you want to keep in mind is, okay, let's say that maybe you felt like you failed the exam because of time management. If you ran out of time in the exam, I would highly recommend you start pacing yourself. So by that I mean is try to pace yourself, time yourself. If you're doing 50 questions, try to get it done within an hour, for example. Pace yourself. Um, and usually with time, as you continue practicing, you'll get better, especially if you're breaking down the if you're breaking down the question, the or if you're highlighting what the problem is and what the question is asking, that's going to make your time management improve a lot better because now you're focusing on what the question is asking rather than making assumptions about it. So those are things that you want to keep in mind about. The other thing you want to keep in mind about too is you want to change your mentality. Now that you failed the exam, oftentimes people tend to be very um, negative about their situation. Well, why did it happen to me? Especially if you failed in multiple attempts like I did, you're going to start to think like, is this profession for me? Am I in the right profession? Do I have what it takes to pass the exam? And you have to change the mentality. Like I know that when I had to take practice questions and I got a question wrong, I would get so infuriated and frustrated by my situation. Like, man, why can't I get this right? So change your mentality. Every time you get a question wrong, don't think of it as a bad thing. Think of it as a good thing. Why is it a good thing? Because now I'd rather you make a mistake now than the actual exam. Realize what your mistakes are. What are your mistakes? Why did you get it wrong? What was the main reason? You know, those are things you want to ask yourself. And when you get a question wrong, it's room for improvement. Either maybe you didn't know the topic material, so now you know more about it. Or maybe you made a silly mistake and you overlooked a word in the question. So now you're making yourself aware to make sure that you pay close attention to what they're asking you. So you learn more through mistakes. So see it as more of a positive experience. And the other thing too is, yes, you may have had a setback. Yes, you may have been taking the exam multiple times. But it's okay. Remember, all the greats, all the people whom you admire, whether it be a celebrity or some or an athlete, they've overcome a lot of obstacles. Um, look at Michael Jordan, got cut from the basketball team when he was in high school, and look how he is now. One of the best basketball players in the world. So every one of us has gone through a rough period in our time. 
but that doesn't mean that you should give up. Okay, so keep that in mind. Every one of us has gone through something in our life that's been hard, but we keep moving forward. Always forward, never back. The other thing you want to keep in mind is be realistic. Okay, so don't compare yourself with other people. Don't check out AOTA and NBCOT Facebook group and start comparing your scores with someone else's because you're different from them, right? Your situation is different. Sometimes maybe that, maybe that person had the whole time to study and you don't, right? Um, so if you see a suggestion on the AOT, NBCOT Facebook group about, oh, this person studied eight hours a day, does that mean that you need to study eight hours a day to pass the exam? No. If this person scored a 70% on therapy ed, does that mean that you need to score a 70% on therapy ed? No. You don't, you don't need to do any of that. It's, you want to do what works best for you. So be realistic. Remember, you know yourself better than anyone. So if you're the kind of person that likes to simplify the material, study it and simplify it, or you're the kind of person that's more visual and you, need to, you just like to watch OT Miri videos or OT Rex or listen to podcasts because that's how you learn best, then do that. Be realistic, right? Do what works best for you. Don't try to do so many things just like this other person that you saw on the Facebook group just because they did so many things doesn't necessarily mean you need to do that as well because that will overwhelm you and that's the last thing you need. So be realistic, right? Don't attempt to be like, okay, within one week, I'm gonna go over every other, I'm gonna, I'm gonna study every single topic because you're gonna feel overwhelmed. So don't overwhelm yourself. Now, and the last thing is picking a day to retake the exam. That's always something that I get asked on and that will depend on person to person. Um, so if you're gonna, if you feel like you're ready to take the exam, um, you know, how long should you wait to retake it? And that varies. Some people take it within a month. Some people take it within six weeks. Some people take it within eight weeks. That will vary from person to person. I personally believe that you should take your time on it. Don't just rush through the exam. Don't just be like out of impulse. Like, okay, I failed the exam. I'm gonna take it within three weeks because I was really close by passing it. Take your time. Identify what your areas are, your weaknesses, your strengths. What's the problem? Address those things. And then you can schedule for a day. And if you're unsure, schedule it maybe two months in advance. At least give yourself a date that you can pursue on. And if you feel like within two months that you know that's too long for you and you, you've been doing great on practice questions and practice tests, then you can always reschedule it. Um, so, And I, the reason I say two months in advance is because I think... Now, I could be wrong about this, but I think NBCOT charges you guys for rescheduling if you're doing it 30 days or less. So that's why I say two months in advance, because if you are doing really good on your practice tests and everything is going according to plan, you can reschedule it without having to pay a fee. Um, so that will save you some money. But at least have a date in advance. If you don't know how long, do at least two months in advance. And if you need to reschedule it earlier, you can. And if you need to reschedule it later because you need more time than expected, then do so, right? So those are my suggestions um, as far as the OT board exam. And I hopefully that helps you guys out. But if you, are, if you did find out that you recently failed, it's okay. I failed the exam multiple times before I ended up passing it. Um, all of the greats, like I was telling you guys before, 
failed at some point in their life. All the people that you admire have failed at some point in their life. The question really comes down to is, is not so much how many times you failed, is what are you going to do about it? Are you going to quit and regret it? Or are you going to move forward? Now, you need to determine what motivates you, what drives you. And usually what I tell my students is, always ask yourself, why did you get into this profession? And usually they tell me, well, it's because I want to help people. Well, that's you. That's what makes you who you are. That's your drive. That's your motivation. For others, it could be maybe you want to, you, you love taking care of other people and helping them out. But you also want to set an example for your kids if you're a parent. You know, use that as an example, right? Like, I want to demonstrate to my kids that I have what it takes, that despite being a parent, I can still make it. Or if you're the kind of person that's working a full-time job and studying because you want to make ends meet, demonstrate that. I mean, for crying out loud, that's a lot on your plate, but you, you can do this. So it's really hard. I know it is. I know you're frustrated and sad and upset, but I have a lot of faith in every single one of you guys. I mean, if you guys can manage to graduate from school, graduate from you know, um, from college and or, or if you don't attend college, if you can graduate from the OTA program or OT program and pass your field work, you can do this. If you can overcome life's obstacles, you can do this. Like just look at what you've accomplished in your life to get where you're at. Not everyone can get to this point. So be happy and content with yourself. You guys can do this. So believe in yourself and you got this. So tune in to my next podcast. Hopefully, this was very helpful for you guys. Um, I wish you guys the best. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. And know that within yourself, you are more than capable of passing this exam. All right, guys. I'll see you next time.